You have a tremendous problem. The first thing, always, that they mentioned to me, Mr. Trump, please do something. We may not like it, but I heard parts of the Spider-Man show. And we're going to work with you people to help you solve that very big problem. Radio Show, and here is the studio orchestra of the Spud Goodman Show, sartorially regaled in sequined jumpsuit and cantilevered pompadour, the world's only accordion-playing Elvis impersonator, Accordion Joe! Here comes the Spud Man, it goes down easy, it calls to you who, the social outcast, yes, you who are rejected. He wants you, he needs you, he loves you. Here comes the Spud Man, he goes down easy. Here comes the Spud Man. It's the Spud Goodman Show. Let's get ready, Trumbo. And here he is, the head cheese meister. It's Spud Goodman. Greetings, I am Spud Goodman, and welcome to my show. Spud Goodman. Yeah, I hope everything is Jim Dandy for those now listening. And if not, I totally get it, is I also have some issues myself. For starters, like total rejection for most every woman now residing on this planet. But I'm going to keep my head held high and resist, you know, living life like a discarded single sock in a dresser drawer. I should probably now acknowledge our designated laugher, Gina. Please admit uh, a reasonable well, facsimile. Well, it's good to be here tonight, Well, I'm but... glad, but give me some laughter or something. So I... <laughs> okay, fine. Thank you. And now I'll introduce our temporary permanent co-host, Gerald Holcomb. You can at least grunt or something so people know you're with me, too. Well, I'm, I'm not a grunter, Spud. You know, words seem like a more appropriate manner of expression. So, hello, everyone. Yeah, that'll work. Yeah. You know, some in the radio racket would never admit that they are a loser, you know, on the air. And I understand why, as no one wants to hear a pity party live on on some show, but I see no need to pretend I'm some player who has women everywhere like a lot of guys in this business. Why not be honest about it, right? Well, you know, I was aware your romantic life is very sad, but I'm surprised you're sharing this with our listeners. Some might feel this would be an embarrassing announcement as... There are all kinds of perversions... You know, it, it pretty much labels you as completely incompetent in human relationships. And that's very tragic. So well, I think geez, you're quite brave. When you put it like that, maybe I should, you know, rethink this sharing of my love life with everyone. Well, You know, I, I actually, yeah, no, now that I think of it, I read in Red Book that mm-hmm. once it gets known on the street that you're damaged goods, it's tough to turn it around with women, you know, because they can smell the desperation like a new car freshener oh, whenever yeah. you walk into a room. Americans love a winner. It, it's, it's the end of the road for, for, for guys like... You know, like me, basically yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah. And the only option left is to pony up a few hundred grand and rent an Eastern European wife. And depending on how long the cash lasts, I guess, because uh, I guess it's, it's, it's sweet while it does last, but, you know, when the bank account is drained, it can get really ugly. You know, I- I've told you on many occasions that our church has a mixer night once a month. Now, there are not many women y- in your age range, for yeah. sure, because, you know, most of them are happily married. But it wouldn't hurt for you to show up a few times just to check it out. I, I bet there could be a single woman there who maybe you know, has ha- also had some tough luck in love. Yeah, but you said if, if I went to any Mormon church events, I would mm-hmm. have to wear a white shirt and a tie, and that's a deal breaker. 
but there's nothing wrong with a nice shirt and tie. Certainly it's nothing to make a grown man cry. And even if they threw in a cummerbund, it shouldn't cause you to die. You know, I, I suppose you could try a bolo tie if you remain bolo? so opposed to a nice red tie. And, and you could get away with a light blue dress shirt, too, if you insisted on pushing the envelope. No, if I go and, and meet a woman there, you know, you know she's going to ask me all sorts of personal questions, like like well, how many kids I want, yeah. and the number zero will mean game over. Besides, you know how I feel about answering questions. I am a talk show host. I ask the questions. Well, that is clearly not conductive to a healthy relationship. That oh. is messed up, yo. Say, uh, say, Spud, they're telling me Accordion Joe is on the line, and I guess he has something important to tell you. J- Joe, are you on the line? What do you want? Can this wait till after the show? Well, I've been listening and feeling your pain, Spud. So I just wanted to let you know I recently found a pretty cool place to meet people. Yeah. You know, for the last decade or so, I've been going through a dry spell myself with the ladies. Yeah, I'm aware of well, that. You know, I'm a little bit older than you are, Spud. Yeah. And I will tell you, these senior dances, everybody say are gold mines? <laughs> well, they're wrong. Times have changed. But a friend of mine told me about this club they have here in Spokane, and I heard they have a couple in Seattle area, too. Oh, boy, is it fun uh, Joe, Joe, I'm not a joiner, so the Kiwanis Club or the Masons are out for me. I'm uh, stop but, my speed. As you know, I am a Kiwanis member, and, and it's a great civic organization. I might be able to pull some strings. For goodness sake, Get Gerald. you into our Kiwanis. Strings? Well, oh, wait a minute. Hold on here. Oh, this place is much, much more fun than a Kiwanis Club. I'm sure some of your listeners have been to one in their hometown, as I guess these things are all over the place. I mean, they're everywhere. I mean, like, even in Utah. Well, well, hold that thought as right now I have to play some music. Just hang on hold for a while until until I can get back to you, right? And now now your story about this place isn't going to be, like, really boring, is it? Like, when you join that skeet shooting club and you're always bugging me to go with you? Because, you know, shotguns continue to make me very nervous, very nervous. Uh, Spud, you're going to have to trust me on this one. Fine, okay. Put you on hold, okay? All right? Okay, about the music. Uh, This guy's band has played on our show uh, in many incarnations, Mr. Dick Rossetti. Uh, He's been involved in the Northwest music scene for over 25 years. He's formed many, many bands, and all of them are very good. This song is from his Guns N' Rossetti project, and it's titled Hello, Ola, and Ciao. Uh, and everyone needs to check out Dick's uh, catalog. It's, ra- it's rather lengthy. Uh, and catch him live, too, all right? So roll the thing. Don't bother calling with your request. We've got the next 365 days taken care of without any input from you. Thanks. Don't forget the local show Sunday nights when you never actually wait. Program directors are controlling, little bitch. Jerry picking the best from a library of about 120 songs. Program directors are controlling, Bend over and take it in the ear. 1081. The Beaver.
the Spud Goodman Radio Show. This is Ed Begley Jr., and you're listening to the Spud Goodman Show. But get a new fact checker. Hey, uh, Spud, your first yeah. guest, Ken Jong, is waiting on the line to speak with you. Okay, you know, that man is wild busy right now. Mm-hmm. He has like an ABC series, Dr. Ken, a couple of movies in pre-production, and I believe one that just finished up, Killing Hasselhoff, which does sound really interesting. Hmm. I'm surprised he found the time to call in here tonight. Well, you know, I sure know those Hangover movies were very popular. I saw parts of all three of them. Pretty funny stuff. Well, why only parts of those movies? Did you have like problems with your cable? Well, no, well, you know, you, you know, some parts weren't suitable for everyone. You, well, your kids, but your oldest is what fifteen. No, no, the kids were watching them with me. They're not the type of movies that my wife cares for. Well, if you want to know how any of them ended, just let me know. But put put Ken on, please. Yeah, absolutely. Ken Jung, welcome to the Spud Goodman Show. Hey, how you doing? Yeah, I, I like saying the name of the show because my name's in the title. So let's talk about your show. <laughs> Let's talk about your show, Dr. Ken, now airing Friday nights on ABC at 8.30 p.m., 7.30 Central. So you're all in on this one, right? Project, I mean, the whole project, creator, writer, executive producer? Yeah, I mean, I'm happily all in on this project. This has been, this has just been so surreal to, I'm on set right now calling you from my dressing room. Well, I, I know you've heard this one before, but you may be the only actor on television that can truly say you are a doctor and you play one on television. Uh, this is about your life, yeah, correct? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's loosely based on my life. I co-created the show, co-wrote the pilot, and, and, and definitely had a specific vision for the show. And it has been, but the vision also is malleable. In television, you know, you have to go with the flow. And people like Dave Foley in particular, who um, played my, plays my boss, or one of my bosses on the show, he was portrayed to be a little bit more evil than the character he has evolved to be. And because Dave Foley is so likable, and also because he brought such a humanity to the role we, we changed it you know and and i think it's really important in television not to be so stubborn with your ideas you know i think that's so important you have to go with the flow on everything and that includes my own character that includes my own stuff too you have to be able to give up stuff that you really were attached to because it's not good for the show right know? Well, let me hit you with one more medical question. You, you've been on a bunch of sets over the years now in your career in the entertainment industry. As an internal medicine physician, have any of your fellow cast members, you know, maybe some hypochondriacs, asked for a free consultation after an upset stomach or cramps? Uh, free words all the time. That happens all the time. So okay. I, I get hit up for medical advice all the time. And I happily divulge because, you know, I don't practice anymore. And, you know... Being a physician will always be a part of me. Obviously, it is since I have a show called Doctor Ken. So, being a being a physician has always, you know, it's it, it will always be a part of me. Much like Mr. Chow, I'll ever forever be known as Mr. Chow. In in film, I'll always be known as the doctor. You know, whether it's on TV or in real life. Yeah. Right. Well, a true story, your wife actually pushed you to put your medical practice aside and go for it with a showbiz career because you have to be the luckiest husband in the world finding that woman. Yeah, my wife practiced. She's a doctor herself, and after I filmed Knocked Up, she knew that, you know, it, it's either either I either I pursue acting full time or I don't. She goes, if you don't pursue acting full time after Knocked Up, you never will, because right. I I built that while having my day job, so I was kind of scared to quit my job, and and it was my wife who really encouraged me to do it. She okay. goes, you just work with Judd Apatow, Paul Rudd, Seth Rogen. Um, what's good? What's it going to take for you to <laughs> to uh, to do this full time? You know. 
Wow. Well, after after experiencing, you know, the production schedules of major studio films, how tough an adjustment was it for you to now do a weekly network sitcom like Dr. Ken? Because, you know, as executive producer, do you find yourself pressuring the actor, Ken, to pick things up on the set as time is money? Um, you know, it's, it's true right now. And, and, and um, it, 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 I, I do have to wear different hats, and I think of myself... Very differently. It's funny you say that because when I'm doing, um, doing rewrites, and um, a lot of times I'll refer to my character in the third person, you know, um, just to just to I'll refer to myself in the third person, just to kind of um, uh, just to just keep the distance. Oh, we should take away Ken's line of this right. instead of like, oh, can you take away my line or can you give me a joke? You know, it's like, oh, we should give Ken a joke here. We should take out a joke. And, and it's really important to kind of keep that, you know, um, uh, to keep, to keep that distance, you know, I, because you gotta, it's so, it, it's so important for me to be objective with my own, even with my own acting, my own role. And a lot of times in the edit room, cause I'm also involved in the editing, I will want to take out my jokes first cause we will have to trim jokes for time rather than the other characters because it's just so important that I think of the project as a whole, not just of me. Right, right. Spud. Yes? Did you hear what Ken just said? That would be a very wise course of action to pursue on a program. You know, the leader must think of others before himself when putting a show together. It's the right thing to do. Well, first of all, I am not starring in a network sitcom here. I know. I don't have a personal masseuse or hairstylist. I have to think of myself first, as who else will look out for me? But what Ken is saying is there's a responsibility one in your position must assume if a show's going to be successful. Now, I'm not saying you're selfish and are only concerned with yourself on this show, but, well... Well, well uh, what? Well, what? what? I think I'm generous with airtime on this show. Gina's allowed total freedom to laugh at any time she feels I've said something witty. I don't give her an ultimatum in her role as the designated laugher on the Spud Goodman show. You know, I could ask her to sound like most non-essential air staff at stations around this country who laugh when the host clears his throat or says something about the weather. She and she alone decides what particular thing I say is worthy of a laugh. You know, now, of course, I do expect a minimal amount of support from her. Like, right now would be a good time for at least a chuckle. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, I, I get it, but just give some thought to what Ken said. I think it could only make this show better and certainly improve the morale of others on this program. I, I don't believe in giving out participation trophies for those doing inconsequential duties. Co-hosts are like fresh pepper on a salad at a restaurant. It's nice, I guess, but not a must-have thing. Well, we're going to have to agree to disagree on that point. Yes, we will. So can I get back to Ken now? I have one or two more questions, if you don't mind. Well, you know, i got to ask at least one hangover question, or my executive producer is going to write me up. So here goes. Did any, of, did any of the cast members in the second one get to take home the monkey on weekends? You know, because in grade school, kids got to do that so the animals don't get lonely while everyone's gone. <laughs> Crystal the monkey is a miracle. It's just a living miracle. She eats... They, they say you should never human, humanize animals that you're working with. Like, think of them as people. Yeah. You can't help that because Crystal could take better direction than me, oh. you know, on a set. Like, she was that amazing. And that, and, and she's such a gentle, she has such a gentle personality. I took my wife and kids to the trainer, Tom Gunderson's home, where they got to meet Crystal, like, about four years ago. 
And it was, uh, I was just looking at photos the other day of, of my kids with, with the monkey from The Hangover. Because she's also the monkey on Community. And also the monkey on Zookeeper. Dang. So I've worked with Crystal, I've worked with Crystal, this is like my third project working with her. Wow. So. All right. It's, it, it, yeah, she is like literally the most talented um, animal I've ever worked with, yeah. Super. Well, in terms of your work in comedy, you have assembled a pretty damn large body of, of work in a short period of time. Down the road, do you have any desire to switch direction and try a few dramatic roles? It didn't go well maybe for Jerry Lewis, but it's worked out, you know, okay for others. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, actually, I, I would. I mean, there's, there's a film that not a lot of people have seen, but it's called Advantageous, where it's actually... Um, where I produced and I have a small dramatic role in, and it's nominated for an Independent Spirit Award. Oh, um, and and it's uh, yes, I definitely in a word yes, I definitely would love to do more dramatic roles. And um, uh, but I also know that look, I'm I'm best in comedy. I know what I can do right. in comedy, and 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 there's another gear that I'm able to switch. But it is lovely when I'm able to do a dramatic role to push myself to that level and. And it's so funny, uh, we, we did an episode that has not been seen yet, uh, we just finished filming it a few days ago, that's probably, it's definitely the most emotional Dr. Ken episode we've ever shot, but it's also, um, there's some unexpected moments, probably the, one of the greatest moments in my acting career is something that we filmed on Dr. Ken, and and um, it, it was pretty amazing. All right, super. Well, I know you got stuff to do, so I'll let you go. But uh, I want to remind my listeners that, once again, Dr. Ken airs each Friday night on ABC at 8.30 p.m., 7.30 Central. Hey, man, I really want to thank you for calling in, okay? Thank you for having me. All right, Mr. Ken Jung. For a genuine musical treat, tune in to the, the Spud Goodman, Goodman Show. Show, radio's famous program that takes you on a magic carpet of melody to a world of beauty. All right, it's musical guest interview time. Please welcome our musical guest tonight, Mirror Gloss. Please, Hi. Yeah, please state your name and your favorite Jonas Brother. And if you have to Google that, I can wait. Uh, this is Naja Monique. What? I don't. I don't know any of the Jonas Brothers. <laughs> That's for the record. I'm Dell, and I like Joe because he's kind of hot. All right. I'm Danny and uh, uh, Sigmund. Yeah, Sigmund. All right, super. Uh, we'll give our listeners a basic description of the Mirror Gloss sound. Uh, we're an electro-pop band. Um, lots of different influences, some rock and roll, a little bit of funk, but mostly like electronic kind of dance music. Very wide sound. So you bring the funk. I'm ready for that. All right. A little bit. You know, right. we got a softer side, too. Super. Uh, well, what band or musicians' records do you guys find necessary to have around at all times, just in case of an emotional emergency where you you know need a pick-me-up or maybe something to wallow in? I need oh, some yeah. Jeff Buckley. Um, definitely Jeff Buckley disclosure. Okay. Um, oh, yeah. Bowie. Bowie, for sure. Yeah, Bowie. Um, I'm going to say Kimbra. Like, yeah. DFA artists like um, LCD Sound System, yeah, any, Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost. Oh, Anybody yes. on DFA. Yeah. And uh, definitely... Bowie. Um, Bowie. <laughs> you know, we definitely got to have our Seattle people, so some Fly Moon Royalty, maybe Absolutely. some WizCon. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we got a few bands up yeah. there. And, Twin and Shadow. And Tacoma bands, too, like Lozen, I love, and some Elliot Lip. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah they're all good. Who knew? Super. Well, on your bio, I noticed food, sex, and makeup are listed as areas of interest. Are yeah. they in that order? Or I myself use a little blush, but I would be like fifth or sixth <laughs> on my list. I mean, food and sex is kind of interchangeable, depending on like if you're horny or if you're hungry. So those at any point can move <laughs> either way. Well, okay. I'm always horny. All right, I'm super. Yeah. Well, what, what's the band's take on Wall Street greed? A good or bad thing? 
um, that's not good, man. You know, I mean, it was good to the world if only like a part of us have stuff. It's not good because I'm not in Wall Street. So yeah. <laughs> okay. exactly, you share the wealth. That's man. for the record. <laughs> All right, super. Well, give us the title of the first song you're gonna do. Uh, we're gonna do uh, uh, "Test My Heart." Super. Let's do it. All right.
This is the Spud Goodman Show. There's still more fun and excitement in store in the second half of the Spud Goodman Radio Show right after this brief intermission. Hello, people. This is the Spud Goodman Show. We're shotgun kitchen, doing a sound check. Do we have a vocal check? Check, check, check. Kristen? Just check. We now return to more action-packed thrills and excitement on the Spud Goodman Radio Show. You know, Accordion Joe is still holding on the phone. Do you want to speak really? with him? Um, yeah, yeah, put him back on. Hey, Joe, you still there? Uh, yes, I am. You know, the least you could do for callers who are holding the, on the line to speak to you, you yeah, stud, yeah. is to have some music or something for people to listen to. I mean, it was hard to stay awake. Don't we have the show going on in the background while people are waiting to go on the air? Check on that. Don't we? Yeah, but I never listened to your show. Now that, that was funny. Yeah, and that oh. continues to bug the hell out of me. You are the orchestra of the show. I mean, yeah, we used a tape version of you, you know, nowadays, but, you know, you're where's the team spirit? Well, if you let me call in more, maybe I would listen to the damn show. So, hey, do you want to know more about this social club I mentioned I earlier on the air? I don't know. I guess it would be okay to say this on the radio, as these places are all around the country. You know, if you're not talking about service clubs, then what are you referring to? Well, most people call these places swingers clubs. Well, I am not a swinger. Not at my age. I used to be, you know, sort of hip in my early 20s. I mean, I own like, well, two or maybe even three pairs of beetle boots. And then guess what happened? Bam! I got drafted. 
swingers clubs? Seriously? I don't know. I mean, I may be too old for those places at this point. Is, is there some kind of looks requirement, you know, for people being allowed into one of those places? I have no clue. See, that's the great part about them. I'm a little bit older than you are, yeah. but no one has ever said a word about it to me. As far as physical looks go, well, yeah, how should I put this? Let's just say, of all the guys that I saw, not none of them are exactly hunked. Right. I mean, most of them have huge beer guts and not much hair at all. Well, on their heads. <laughs> yeah, okay, I get it. So why would any woman want to join a club that had all old, bald, fat dudes? Well, I didn't say the women were supermodels or anything, but they sure were better looking than the guys there. Spud, you might even be thought to be kind of, well, attractive. Really? I, you know, I can't guarantee that. But, you know, I saw a ton of guys who were worse looking than you. Okay, is this an invitation-only type of club, though? I mean, I've never been invited to join any clubs before. I mean, would you have to, like, vouch for me for me to get in? Uh, but I, I've got to jump in here and say, participating in one of those orgies at a swingers club, that's only going to end on a sad note. Yeah, I promise. probably true, but right now I don't have many other options. Hey, Joe, do you want to stay on hold for just a bit longer as I have to get back to the show? And, and if not, just give the information about this to our interns, and I'll, and I'll, I'll follow up on it when I get home later. Nah, I'll just stay on hold. No problem. Um, oh, by the way, could you tell the guys at the board, though, to mute the show? Good call, yo. Thanks. Yeah, hey, hey, guys, mute the show is, according to Joe, I guess is going to stay on hold. Well, but I'd like to state right now that I don't feel real comfortable discussing intimate adult matters here live on the air. <laughs> My wife is Yeah, listening. okay, I get it. I don't either, really, but and tell Joe we're going to hang up on him now, because you know he would stay on hold for a couple days if we asked. The guy loves talking on the phone. Just just get the information about that swingers deal, you know, before we get rid of Well, I'll ask the interns to tell him that we're going to be terminating the call. But, you know, he'll probably keep calling back. So I feel we need to utilize the contingency plan. What do you think? Well, it's kind of cold to block the calls from this show's orchestra. Yeah. But, yeah, go ahead and block them. But maybe we can take it off in a few weeks. All right, consider it done. You know, the thought of actually going to one of those places he was mentioning both intrigues and disgusts me. You know, I, I don't know if... I guess maybe I should ask Joe if there's a dress code or something and if it's maybe okay to splash on a bunch of you know, English leather maybe or something before I go. <laughs> I like to smell nice, but you know, it's probably one of those fragrance-free zones like all work environments are these days. I mean, what's yeah. going on with the I, world? I'm not Everybody's fond so of... freaking picky. I don't like cologne anymore, especially in everyday Everybody life. Special occasions Lines. only, anniversaries and date nights with my wife. Gerald, your wife appreciates you occasionally smelling nice. But just remember you still need each week to shower once or twice. And while you're at it, do a thorough check for head lice. Look, I don't need that kind of marriage minutia, okay? Well, I'm just saying that is what's appropriate for romantic occasions. It's not necessarily okay for everyday life. Well, so can I ask, if no one would ever find out, if you could be totally anonymous, yeah. would you consider going to a swingers club? And this is off the record. Well, Spud, we're on the air right now, and no, absolutely, I would never entertain the thought of patronizing an establishment such as that. Well, you know you could, like, wrap yourself up in saran wrap or something before you went yeah. in. Is I know you're such a 
freaking germaphobe. <laughs> you could also spray yourself with Lysol, you know, if you had like serious bodily contact with others. Yeah, can we please change the subject here, Spud? I, I know, I, I believe our next guest is holding okay, for whatever. you. Whatever, don't be such a wuss. I'm just exploring your boundaries. Well, I understand, but we really shouldn't keep your next guest waiting. And I'm being told Kate Flannery is holding for you. All right, cool. You know, she is someone who who needs a bigger role in movies and TV. She's really funny. Well, she sure had a successful career on The Office. It lasted, what, nine seasons? Yep. I think I've seen most of the episodes, too. I love that show. Say, Spud, do you think I might have that last piece of pizza that's just sitting there in the box? Seriously, Gerald? I I know you generally get the last piece being the star of the show, but I'm I'm really hungry tonight, and I only got two small pieces earlier. our college intern, Carrie, brought that pizza to the studio, and I think two pieces for a co-host is more than sufficient. I myself only had three and a half. All right, I I understand. Good, good, because now if it was Canadian bacon and pineapple, you could have it all. Uh, I just can't stand that on a pizza. Me either. Just put Kate through, would you? Oh, you got it. Here she is. Please say hello to actress, comedian, and vocalist Kate Flannery. Welcome to our show. How are you? Not not too bad. Uh, So, uh, Kate, before we get into uh, anything about your uh, time on The Office, let's discuss your new project. You have a new film out. Uh, it's hitting movie screens nationwide, The Fourth Man Out. It's gotten some good buzz, though uh, I'm no expert on buzzing. But for the record, I, I guess it's gotten good reviews, right? It has. Actually, we were just in Seattle with the movie um, for the festival this past spring. We were there. We had a great time. Oh, super. Um, yeah, yeah. How many uh, sequels? How many sequels for The Fourth Man uh, Out do you think is going to be realistic? Well, I guess three. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Four, three, two, one. I don't know. <laughs> I guess that's, a t- great, that's a great question. Yeah, I guess time will tell, but uh, all right. Um, <laughs> so, Kate, you were a member of uh, Second City's National Touring Company. Did you ever yes. find yourself saying to yourself on stage, I have now got my doctorate in comedy. Maybe I should give drama a shot with, say, the actor studio. <laughs> Um, I love doing comedy. It's so fun. I mean, drama is fun too, but it's it's not as much fun. Comedy is uh, it's ener- it energizes, it heals. You know, it's it's like you know, laughter is medicine. And I think that you know, you can tell a lot of stories in drama, but I feel like they're they're they're, they're you know, they're just coated. They're coated nicely. It's just a, like a little. You know, it's it's like a little sugar with your with your medicine. It's fantastic. Comedy's the best. All right, well, let's broach the subject of one Meredith Palmer from The Office. Would you describe your character as sexually liberated in addition to dealing with chronic alcoholism? Uh, I would just call her a drunken floozy. That's okay, just me. But uh, if you want to get down and dirty, yeah, I guess. Uh, <laughs> I guess there's a clinical term for it. Um, uh, yeah, you know, it's, it's interesting how many... Um, how many people have said, oh, I know, there's a Meredith in my office, oh, I know a Meredith, or like, I've actually had women come up to me and say, I'm the Meredith of my office, and I feel like they're so loud and proud that it must be true. <laughs> well, in your portrayal, uh, and I, I guess you were a role model, um, did they give you the backstory, uh, or did you add to that uh, when you took on the role? You know, it was developed over time, but it was it was written in. I mean, I I'm I'm I know I've made some uh, improvisational choices along the way, but it was written. It really was. Okay. All right. Super. Yeah. Well, when you guys, and my shot- dad owned a bar in Philadelphia, so you know, I, my dad owned a bar and oh. an Irish bar, and I'm sure that I you know may have mentioned it to the writers. I mean, who knows? I think it was just in the zeitgeist. Okay, well... Hey, hey, Spud. Yes? You know, the family and I have watched a few episodes of The Office, and I must say, my wife had this visceral reaction whenever your guest here would come on the screen. Uh, Kate, just one moment. (laughs) 
visceral? <laughs> yeah. What does that mean again? Is, is, is not laughing? I, I don't. As Kate was hilarious on that show as Meredith Palmer. Well, maybe so, but Rachel felt there might be a Meredith in our studio. Now, I've told her many times what? no rampant, promiscuous sexual activity is going on here, but, well, She's the jealous type, you know? Well, I wish it was. This place is like a monastery. Yeah. Tell her to just chill, dude. <laughs> Easier said than done, Spud. I just made it a point to switch the channel when her character came on the screen. Then you missed some of the best scenes on The Office. She killed it. Well, I know, but it just wasn't worth the mental anguish. Whatever. You know? Just let me get back to Kate. When you guys saw uh, shot wintertime exterior scenes on the show in L.A., just how hot was it for you to have to wear all the warm clothing? Did you, did you have to, like, <laughs> nail the scenes in one or two takes before the fake snow melted? Uh, you know, well, actually, the fake snow would last for hours. Like, they were really good about it. Um, it's a whole crazy system. I guess it's almost like putting an ice rink on just a parking lot floor, if that makes any sense. Yeah. Um, and then they did have, like, a snow blaster, which I'm sure they use on like ski slopes. Um, but, you know, I mean, it's a champagne problem. It really is. <laughs> really? Um, well, go Yeah, on. well, you know, I mean, you're getting paid, you're getting paid to, to act, so, you know, you better act. It's, it's not digging ditches, that's for sure. We, we actually had a pretty easy... You had a, uh, a little bit of experience dealing with cold weather, I guess, in the real world, so it must have been a piece of cake for you. You know, you grew up in Pittsburgh. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Absolutely. Right. I'm from Philadelphia. I lived in New York. I lived in Chicago for five years. You know, I took... You just have to dress for it, you know. You just take care, you know. You know, in Seattle, you guys get a lot of weather. Yeah, we do. Yeah, that's that's a good point. Yeah. Um. Well, the cast <laughs> of The Office have gone on to a variety of projects, as most all of you are working now in film. It's a more nomadic life than doing a series, but I'm guessing it's a blast to be playing so many different characters now. It is. I, I do miss having a regular schedule. It was a little more um, uh, sane. But my insanity has been great fun, so I'm really not complaining. I'm also touring with Jane Lynch in her live show yeah. uh, called yeah. DJ and Sing, and I have my comedy act, The Lampshades, and we've been touring as well. We, we were actually just up at the Bumbershoot Festival we played in September, oh. which was a blast. Yeah, The Lampshades. We had a great time. And, uh, God, what a great festival that is. You guys really know how to do it. You really do. Yeah. Such a blast. Well, yeah, as a yeah. Vocal, let me hit you with this as a vocalist. Let's dig a little deeper. I, I, I was I was familiar with working with, with Jane's uh, live show, but way back, let's let's turn the clock back a bit. You were in the band Monopuff. Uh, that they you know <laughs> yes, they might it was. Be, yeah they might be Giants John Flansburg's side project, right? Yes, yes. We actually used to open for the for they might be Giants all the time in New York. It was a blast. That was such a great couple years. I, we had the best fans and. Um, you know, there's only two Monopuff records, um, but boy, um, the music was so much fun. And you know, those 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 giants—they're amazing. Yeah, <laughs> they might be giants. It's like they have really—they're such bright, smart musicians. They're really awesome. Yeah, we had them on our show way back. Uh, John, John, great guy, just a great guy. Yeah. Um, all right. Yeah. All right. Um, well, I'm gonna close. You this. really do your homework, don't you? I'm impressed. Yeah, it's, I got nothing else to do. What am I going to do? I, mean, I got I to do something. So I write a few it's questions. Funny. I actually, I wanted to tell you, I also have another movie that's coming out on Netflix this week called Tenured. It was oh. at the uh, Tribeca Film Festival. I played an assistant principal that's trying to get this fifth grade teacher fired, but she can't because he's got tenure. He's uh, recently divorced and he's telling his fifth, he's actually treating his fifth grade class like they're his therapist. So. <laughs> It's really goofy, but it's really fun, oh, and it's super. called Tenured, and it's on Netflix. You don't have to get up; you can just 
hit your remote and watch it. I can do that. I, I'll, do I will that. check it out. All right, super. <laughs> well, Kate, I'm going to close this interview with my stock question. Yeah. What's been your most yeah. memorable moment, uh, in your case, uh, in showbiz to this point? Um, gosh, there have been so many. It's hard to really pick one, but... Um, uh, oh, you know, I'm going to say when The Office won um, uh, Emmy for first comedy for uh, best comedy. When we won, it was so surreal. It was such a life changing moment to have, you know, basically your your name called and you get to walk up on stage. I mean, it's crazy. It's it's insane. That was the most life changing. <laughs> Just. Um, it really doesn't get any better than that, you know. All right, super. Well, let me remind people that your new film has just been released, The Fourth Man Out, so they can go check it out. Uh, hey, I really appreciate you calling to our show, okay? Absolutely. Thank you. I appreciate your time. All right, Ms. Kate Flannery. This is the Spud Goodman Show. <laughs> Looks just like the real thing. Once again, Mirror Gloss.
is a Spud Goodman Show. What's up, guys? This is the world champion, Judah Friedlander, and you're listening to the Spud Goodman Show. Why? Because you're a winner. Say, uh, Spud, yeah. your last guest, Jim Brewer, is waiting to speak with you. Well, put him on. Is we're running behind here. Well, J- now listen, Jim's the comedian who does all those impersonations, right? Yeah, <laughs> he's very good with those, and his stand-up is really funny too. I mean, the man was on Saturday Night Live for four seasons. Yeah, yeah, you know that show's on a tad too late for me. I, yeah, I guess we could set the VCR. Uh, whatever, just put him on. Uh, you got it. So, say hello to actor, comedian, radio host, and now rock singer, Jim Brewer. Thanks for calling in, man. Oh, man. Pleasure, pleasure. Yeah. yeah. I'm like the, um, I don't know, Forrest Gump of entertainment, I guess. Yeah, you are. Well, you're now out on the road with the Marriage Warrior Tour, so do you find yourself, like, stuck in your hotel room a whole lot watching, like, old Dr. Quinn Medicine Woman and Allie McBeal reruns? Because people think the life of a stand-up is glamorous, but it can get really, really boring for you guys, too, right? (laughs) Well, years ago, I was... Years ago, I was bored. I would numb myself. I would walk around. I was uh, definitely into the greenage, where nowadays, you know, I got a family, and when I'm out of the house, it's business, business, business. So if I'm on the road, I'm not just hanging out in the hotel room. I'm writing my next project. I'm writing and preparing what I'm going to do that night. I'm already working on um, another project for a couple months from now, so I'm to me, it's like my office is now my hotel room, and mm-hmm. I also like people watching. So I, I walk around a lot. Whatever, whatever place I'm at, I walk around a lot, and people watch. I like hitting the local cafes, the local coffee shops, and just sit and people watch. And so I get a grasp of what's going on there. All right, that's impressive. All right, well, do you still do your regular radio show on Sirius Fridays with Jim Brewer, 4 to 6 p.m. Eastern Time on no. the Raw Dog Channel? No, you're done with that? No, no, no. No, I'm done with that. I do a podcast now called The Metal in Me. Well, let's talk and, about uh, that. Yeah. So, yeah, I have but, a lot of rock. Yeah. yeah. Um. Did you... Let me just talk about that podcast because I wanted to ask you about that. Because uh, you did have yeah. a podcast called The Mets and More, and now you got The Metal in Me, a podcast you're doing. So baseball and heavy metal music are the two most favorite things in your life, maybe, besides your family? I'm picking that up. That's my passion, baby. Baseball and hard rock and metal. That is, that's my power alley. If I'm stuck on an island and they just have hard rock, if they have old Van Halen, ACDC, Priest, Metallica, Scorpions, Ozzy, Sabbath, Maiden, and there's a ball field where I can play. That's it. I'm in heaven. Oh. It's over. I don't need anything else. Super. All right. Say, Spud, have you, have you thought of doing a podcast? You know, I hear they're very popular these days. Well, at least the ones about murderers and army deserters. Hello? After this show airs on all the stations that carry us, it magically becomes a podcast on iTunes. <gasps> How? I don't know exactly. You know, I guess I'd have to call that Geek Squad to explain it to me, but I don't know. I, I, I don't either, but I read that by 2020, just about every living being on Earth is going to have their own podcast. Oh my God. Is that a good thing? Well... I don't know, but by that time, I'm going to be done with this business and hanging out at a, a rest stop somewhere during the day. I'll probably, like, try a different one each, each I don't know, during the week. Check him out, yeah. Yeah, I'm going to be checking out Jim's podcast right now, though, as he's never boring like we are on our podcast. Wait, 
So we aren't boring on the radio show, but we are on the podcast. Well, I can only go on what my people tell me. Actually, it was only about you being boring, to be honest. Uh, they said I was pretty good. But, but it's the same exact show. How can I be entertaining on the radio show and then be boring on the podcast? It doesn't make any sense. Well, life is often confusing, man. But I had to get back to Jim now. Okay, Jim, I'm back. Sure, 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 sure. So, uh, you know, you're in a select company of comedians, in my opinion. It's obvious, really. Uh, you can destroy doing impersonations. You know, many try, but few are really able to hit it out of the park with each attempt. But, you know, for those listeners who are not aware of your skill level, can you do, like, just a hello as Joe Pesci and maybe a goodbye as, as Lars from Metallica? Well, first of all, I, people don't even know who I am anymore. I'm sitting I'm trying to tell people... I was in Goodfellas and everything. Now these kids, they come up to me and they say, it's the Snickers commercial guy. Like, dude, let me tell you something. If, if Metallica wasn't part of a whole San Francisco scene, most likely we would mostly end up in Seattle. I'd have to say, you know, that's where my good friend Jerry Cantrell's from, Hawk. Huh? huh? And I don't understand why we didn't get on the Super Bowl this year. I had to watch Beyonce. I mean, what was that? Yeah, well said. Uh, and I, I think it's going madness to be honest with me. There's no reason why a Brit should have been part of the Super Bowl, you know. It just made no sense. <laughs> well, the metal thing now, let's talk about this. You're now in an actual band that's putting out a record, right? You're the vocalist? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That comes out the end of May. May 27th is uh, the tentative release date. And yeah, it's, it's pretty. It's a good rock, hard rock album. Um, um, if you like the old 80s metal style, I think you're really going to enjoy this. Super. All right. Yeah. Um, well, for a second, let's touch uh, on your uh, four seasons on SNL, because I always felt you got screwed with the airtime thing. It was tough to get your, you know, I'm guessing it was tough to get your stuff on the air each week, right? It was really tough. It's that's you're competing against ten, twelve cast members and about twenty five writers that also want to get their sketches on. So yeah, it was it was definitely a grind. I, I really loved being there, um, but it was yeah, it was hard, man. It was it was definitely hard. And I was young, and I really I was really young in the industry, so you're still trying to figure yourself out. Plus, there's a lot going on. A lot go if I were to do it now, I'd probably and you wouldn't be able to get me off the air. Right. right. I have no doubt about that. Uh, well, let me, let me hit you with a goat boy question. Did you did you develop that way back in, like, junior high? Because you would have ruled the school with just a few seconds at, like, lunch or at assemblies or something. I ruled the roost uh, 18 years old. That's how we used to go get free drinks. I would do different characters every single time we go to But We'd go see... Um, Rock bands in Brooklyn, where were which was close to me, this place called Lamore East, and all these other rock. And I would pretend I was Australian, and I was part of ACDC's road crew. And I would pretend one week that I was um, a vagabond that just came here from England, and I ran away. And, and one of the characters was a goat boy, where I pretended I had a Tourette's, and we would drink for hours. For hours, they're just like, here's to the goat guy. I'm like, oh man, yeah, thanks, man. Thank you very much. And I'd only do it when I was around women, because I, I, pre I pretended that's when the, the tick would come, is when I was nervous. And uh, and then the one night, 
We were singing to the jukebox. Start spreading the news. And I just remember slaying that bar. I don't think I've ever seen people laugh so hard in my life, but some people really bought into it and we drank free and that's where that whole crazy thing started. Dang, it kills. It still kills, you know. You can do like an hour of that. But anyway, um, so uh, on tonight's show, we've been discussing uh, swingers clubs. You know, what's your take on that? I know you're happily married, but, you know, they're kind of a safe harbor for unattractive people. So that does present an opportunity for me, Spud Goodman. So you got any take on those things? Hey, whatever rocks your boat. And if that rocks your boat, and if I was in that predicament, um, I'm sure I'd enjoy that world. I, I don't see... You know, I'm married with kids, so that's completely off my radar. But if I wasn't, if I wasn't, uh, yeah, sounds like a lot of fun if you ask me. All right. I'm writing that down. Well, let me ask you my last question. It's my money question. Uh, What's been your most memorable moment, and in your case, comedy, in the the comedy biz? What's been your most memorable moment? Um... My memorable moments come more in the rock world. Okay. Where, where I mean, Saturday Night Live had a few. There's a lot. So being part of the movie Half Baked. Mm-hmm. Um, but to to wrap one is really hard. It's you know watching George Carlin live and Richard Pryor doing a guest set right before he passed away. Right. Those are those are moments, even though I wasn't performing, that I got to see my gods, Sam Kinison. When I when I see my influences and my god, Eddie Murphy when he was 18, I got to see him live. Those moments are bigger than any of my standout comedy moments. Hey, I, I really appreciate you taking uh, time to call in tonight, and uh, I just want to say uh, thank you. All right. No, thank you. All right, super. Take it easy. Uh, Mr. Jim Brewer. This is the Spud Goodman Show. Spud, they're saying Accordion Joe is evidently still on the line. Really? The intern said they couldn't hang up on him. I guess they think he has some technology that lets him have control over terminating calls. Well, you know, he hangs out at Radio Shack all the time. They must have sold something to him. Is he threatening to do something if we don't put him on the air? Not that I know of. Like he always does? I don't think so. No tantrums? Not, right. not that I know. Well, did uh, did the interns get that information about those places he was mentioning? I, I mean, uh, not that I didn't ever really go there. You know, if I did, it would just be for research purposes. You know, so I can learn about how depraved these people are. Right. Just put him back on the air, and I'll get rid of him as we've got to close the show now. Anyway. Uh, all right. Joe, are you still there? Hell yes, I am. And please, please never send an intern to do a man's job. Spud, if you want to treat me like this... Look, I'll, I said I'll call you later tonight. Now, he did say that there were one of these places around this area, right? Because I'm not driving over to Spokane to investigate how decadent they actually are. Okay, okay. Before you discard listen, me like Listen, listen, used... I said I'll call you later. Have you given any thought to who might see you if you drop by one of these swingers clubs, Spud? It could be your neighbor, your mailman, what? your dental hygienist. How embarrassing would it be for you to be sitting in a chair for an hour or so having your teeth cleaned by some woman who saw you participating in carnal activities with two or three other people? Gerald's got a point on this one, as something seen by others 
can't be undone. So spud a few seconds of carnal fun, it's just not worth the damage done. I never thought of running into any people I already knew. I just figured no one I knew would ever go to one of these clubs. See? Yeah, you know, they probably wouldn't believe I was there for research purposes and assume I was just another freaking horny older dude looking for some action. <laughs> you know, if we're being honest here, that would be an accurate assessment of this situation, Spud. If I could ask, how long has it been since you've been intimate with a woman? Well... You don't have to say it out loud. You can just hold up a hand. And, okay, so do make yeah. each finger it will represent a week. Yeah. Okay, no. Okay, hold them up. Well, now well, let's that's just a change. Now you got two. Now you got both hands. Let's up. just change the subject. Okay, right now, Joe. On second thought, I might be driving over to the mountains, you know, and hang out with you next weekend in Spokane. How's that sound? Because no one knows me in Spokane, that's for sure. Okay, but I don't worry about being recognized myself. I mean, sex is a normal, healthy activity, even for older, unattractive, and obese people. I mean, come on, Spud. We all crave physical contact. All right, I gotta go now. Right, I'll talk to you later. I gotta yeah, go. I gotta go. Hang up. Uh, okay. All right, you bet. Bye. Wow. You were able to get him off the line. Yeah, he, he knows there's like eight seconds left in the show. All right, I am Spud Goodman. Be all that you can be, and I mean that. God bless and ciao. Copyright 2016, Spud Goodman Productions. Stay tuned for an eclectic mix of music. Stay tuned for captivating talk. Stay tuned for insightful analysis of The Spud Goodman Show. Stay tuned for The Spud Goodman Post-Show Report. Here is your host, Lawrence. Hello, hello, hello. My name is Lawrence, and I will be your host for tonight's Spud Goodman post-show report. And of course, we got with me my lovely co-host, Gina. Gina, we're shaking tonight. Oh, you know, I'm doing good. Super. Things aren't ideal by any means. I mean, the bills are getting out of hand. The faucet in the downstairs bathroom is leaking. I I really should paint our bedroom. It's it's the same color as when we moved in. Oh, Oh, and our- Oh, wait, wait. You can do some painting? You know what? Why don't you do a painting party? Because, you know, if you do one of those, I'll be there for sure. You know, you're going to serve pizza, right? Or something like that. You know, because I, I, to be honest with you, I haven't had a home-cooked meal in a long, long time. A super, painting super. party? What yeah. a wonderful idea. Maybe we could expand that into a plumbing party, too, while everyone is there. Yeah, that works for me. Yeah, we could do that. Hey, you know, I was listening to the first hour of Spud's show tonight. You know, and uh, I, I know you had to sit through it there, but it got me thinking. I got to be honest. Now... Now, I know some, they might look a little down on the whole swingers club thing, but you know, I myself, I I, I got a little dry streak going mm. here as far as my love life yeah. is concerned. So, you know, I was kind of curious. Uh, that is not super. After you got out of prison, you had so many pen pals that wanted to hook up with you. I yeah. seem to remember that you couldn't juggle them all for the first few months. I, I did. I did. That's true. That's true. And there were great times, I got to tell you, but... Yeah, it seems like most of those women that they were more attracted to me when I was inside, you know, locked oh, up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, like they had some romantic illusion of a convict who 
who really, really needed fixing or something like that. I don't know. I guess I wasn't as uh, tragic of a figure, you know, since I've been out on the streets. Really? Yeah. I mean, that sounds really messed up. I, don't give up on love, Lawrence. I, okay. I just right. don't Super. think swinger clubs are a good place to find someone to have a relationship with. I get it with Spud. Uh, he has some issues, but you're a very well-rounded guy who has so much to offer women. Oh, I mean, you write sweet. poetry and you can paint. What woman wouldn't kill for someone like that? Yeah, I don't All know. right, super. I, I don't know. It's, it's, you know, it seems to me, like when I when I brought up those kind of interests to my old pen pals and stuff like that, they, they didn't seem really that interested. They were just kind of meh about it. You know, like, like the less flawed I was, the less attractive I was to them. You know, I think... I think all of them watch too much of that lockup show on NBC, and they got that they got that stuck in their head. They they think they know what a prison inmate is like, and I, I guess I don't fit the mold of what they were dreaming of, you know. I I mean, how's that Charles Manson ha- have all these fiancés and, and super? All that? Um, I, I, I don't get me started on serial killers on death row. Yeah, mm. it's really kind of sick, isn't it? Mm. Well, look at it on the bright side. At least you didn't marry one of those pen pals. Oh uh, well, you know what. I almost proposed to one of them pen pals. She came from this, yeah, yeah, it's this rich family up in New York she came from. And man, I thought, you know, she was the one. Mm -hmm. And and, and she wrote me almost every day I was locked up. Yeah, I exaggerated my proud conviction history a little bit. I'm not going to lie about that. But uh, sure enough, when she found out I was sent to Pelican Bay for art forgery, she dropped me like that. Yeah, it, it's, I was I was depressed for for a while, long time, long time. You know, I hit it pretty well and all that. But you know what? You know, this this show is not about me. We got a we got a show to do. We got some music and and I'm gonna introduce the panel. Hey, Dave, we got Dave on our soundboard. How you doing, Dave? Good evening, Lawrence. And you know, it's kind of a breath of uh, fresh air in here this evening that uh, someone's not consuming so much oxygen. Oh, I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying. Yeah, well, we got Mike here, Mike, uh, our, our engineer. We appreciate you. Nice to have oh, you. Oh, thanks a lot, Lawrence. I appreciate you guys, too. Thank you very much. I got to mention our production assistant, Trent. Trent, how are you doing there? I'm doing okay, but I haven't had dinner yet. Do you have any spare money for a pizza? Spare money for a pizza? I don't have spare money for enough. nothing. But but that's all right. No, well, we got, uh, our, of course, last but not least, our community college intern, Carrie. How are you doing, Carrie? I'm doing pretty good, but we're really hungry, Lawrence. Are you? Re- I know the feeling. I'm really Check hungry. I share that with you, too. Not yeah. super. Well, I don't know. You know, the, the, but you're right. The, the air is a little bit lighter now, now that we have a little less yeah, conservatism uh, going on here. Yeah, there seems to be something missing in the studio tonight. Yeah, you know, but it's not really missing, in my opinion. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So let's crank up the good vibes. We're going to celebrate tonight with the absence. Why don't we start off with music right now with the rockabilly queen, Wanda Jackson, and her song, Hot Dog. They made that made him mad. Then we have Public Enemy with Rebel Without a Pause. All right, Dave, hit it. I've got a guy. I like him fine, but he takes me for granted all of the time to teach him a lesson and make him mad. I went out on a date with the best friend he had. That made him mad, boy. That made him mad And he hugged me and he kissed me And he asked me not to do it again Oh, late last night When I came in He demanded to know Just where I'd been But I really put him right in his place 
Instead of an answer, I laughed in his face. That made him mad, boy. Hot dog, that made him mad. So he hugged me and he kissed me and he asked me not to do it again. Number one, we hit you and we give you some No gun, it's still never on the road 
again. You know what time it is. If he's the president, pulling out my ray gun. Zap the next one. I could be a showgun. Don't last a minute. Soft and smooth. I ain't with it. Hardcore. Raw bone like a razor. I'm like a laser. I just won't face ya. Old enough to raise ya. So this will phase ya. Get it right, boy. Maybe I will praise ya. Playing a role I got sold to. Force my penny with volume. Goodman Post Show Report. All right, we got in the house here Spud's musical guest for tonight, Mira Gloss. They're still in the studio. How y'all doing tonight? Doing well. wonderful. <laughs> All right, now, now, now remind me, what's your names again? Let's give us give us your names. I'm Naja Monique. I'm Del Brown. I'm Danny Kenny. Those are some great names. You guys, that's style Super. in your names. Hey. You know, now, okay, let me ask you this. I like to ask everybody this who comes in to play in the studio here because I want to see if I got a vibe now. Now, any of you guys done any serious time, hard time? I'm not talking like, I'm talking county. Real, not uh, county, just nah, real. No, bruh. No. Nope. I spent some time in the pound. Does that count? The pound <laughs> counts. The Shoot pound is time. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Because <laughs> he's a dog. I just I like went to that. jail overnight one time, so. Yeah, same here. I don't, don't think tell that my counts. Moms. <laughs> it, it does count. Every little bit counts because it feels like an eternity. It was rough in there. Some rough folks. Oh, Man, yeah. those bologna sandwiches are depressing. Oh, that's I think that's that the weird word. sweet cake they try to serve you. Kibble yeah. at the pound's pretty good. So I got some more questions to ask you because you guys do. There's two two uh, women and one guy in the band here now. How does that impact the the way you write your music? Yet now, do you have common interests or anything like that? Like maybe snacks, some common snacks you like. Some common snacks. I mean, um, we- Naja and I definitely <laughs> like snacks a lot. Yeah, man, I fucks with a uh, smart food cheddar popcorn. That's her jam. That is my jam. That's super, slurpy. super. Making me drool now. Yeah. <laughs> oh, now is oatmeal there any, for uh, me. Oh, oatmeal. Yeah, that's healthy. Because yeah. you're like old, like Wilford Brimley. <laughs> so, so is there, is there any uh, other band or musician that really had a big influence on the sound of Mirror Gloss? Um, oh, so many. I mean, Bowie. Um, I don't. I, gosh, I mean, we usually say for me the gossip. Yeah, that's a huge influence. I mean, 
for me, I, I don't know. I'm kind of all over the board. Um, I'm super into Joy Division. I don't know if that influences our sound, but I think it influences um, my vocals and um, maybe like some of my lyrics. Uh, yeah, you got to call it where you where you feel it. That's definitely, I mean. yeah. we all have our uh, our focuses. I'm definitely like a lyricist. I care about words a ton. So people like Jeff Buckley, which we mentioned before, and yeah. like Cambra. Mm, yeah. I bring in a lot of rock. Definitely. A lot of influence for me is rock. Yeah. Oh. All right, super. <laughs> so I know this is probably a given, but how many of you are big fans of ICP? The nah, insane bruh. clown posse. I, I mean, I can't nah, detect bruh. it from your. I don't songs, f with that. That is not super. No, nah, yeah. nah. they, they, they didn't impact you guys in some fashion. I mean, it's a good example of like what you don't want to do. Maybe. I'm a juggalo, yeah. lots of dough. Yeah, that, that's true, that's, Gina. Gina, you know we're not supposed to be going there with the bands anymore. You remember? You, for, you must have forgot that. Super. You know? so, I mean, they have some fans. So I can't hate on them. I mean, they get more money than me right now. Oh God, behind no. music, they make so much money. It's I ridiculous. just can't. People are really loyal to yeah. this. A lot of so oh, yeah. Regina, it's Super more about loyal. it's more than the money for Gina. It's but, it's a uh, lifestyle. You know, yeah. so, so, ain't nothing wrong, girl. Now, super. what are the long term goals of Mirror Glass? What do you guys want to do now? Um, I mean, I think my vision for us is just to be able to share our music with everybody, like, you know, take it all over the country, go overseas. Yeah, so definitely want a tour. Whatever helps for us sure. get Play into that vehicle, yeah. you know, whatever helps us bring our music to people, you know, wherever that goes, whether that's getting signed or whatever that means. But definitely. we just want to show people our music and totally have people have a good time. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully so, we'll help so now, now you're going to play one last tune for us tonight. What's the name of the song you're going to do? We're doing impasse. It's our single. You guys can find us on YouTube, Spotify, iTunes. We also have a Facebook and a Twitter. Just and an look Instagram. up Instagram. Please follow Mi- us there. Miragloss Music. One All word. Right. Miragloss. One word.
Conservative voice for the show, yeah. Derek. Yeah, he's out today. He's probably fretting over those debates that that probably. Goes on tonight. Yeah, but, you know, so looks like you're gonna have to pinch it for us. All right. Yes, is it is the time for highlights. Yes. So our first uh, guest highlight was with Ken Jeong, um, most famously from Hangover. Very funny guy. So he's going to talk a little bit about um, monkeying around on the set of Hangover. Well, you know, I got to ask at least one Hangover question or my executive producer is going to write me up. So here goes. Did any, of the, did any of the cast members in the second one get to take home the monkey on weekends? You know, because in grade school, kids got to do that so the animals don't get lonely while everyone's gone. <laughs> Crystal the monkey is a miracle. It's just a living miracle. She... They, they say you should never humanize animals that you're working with, like think of them as people. Yeah. You can't help that because Crystal could take better direction than me, oh. you know, on a set. Like, she was that amazing, and that, and, and she's such a gentle, she has such a gentle personality. I took my wife and kids to the trainer, Tom Gunderson's home, where they got to meet Crystal, like, about four years ago. And it was, uh, I was just looking at photos the other day of, of my kids with, with the monkey from The Hangover, because she's also the monkey on Community, and also the monkey on Zookeeper. Dang. So I've worked with Crystal, I've worked with Crystal, this is like my third project working with her. Wow. So. All right. It, 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 yeah, she is like literally the most talented um, animal I've ever worked with, yeah. Super. Well, in terms of your work in comedy, you have assembled a... Yeah, you know, that guy, that's a funny guy. That's a He's funny guy. He's very funny. And I guess he has a show called uh, Dr. John, Yeah. Um, which I, I'm going to have to check out because I, I love... Dr. Oh, Dr. Ken. Sorry, Dr. Ken. Dr. Ken, okay. Um, That... I have to check out because he's he's really funny. I, yeah. I've loved everything he's done. I've watched him in Community. Great show. Oh, I, I never saw that show. Oh, it's wonderful. I saw that monkey he was talking about. That monkey is pretty funny. That's a very prolific monkey. They they need to get that monkey doing stand up, going around the country and doing doing I'd some bits that. and some skits. That would be Definitely. good. All right, let's do some music here. We got uh, we're going to start off with an American singer who continues to reside in the UK to this day. That's Lena Lovitch. And she, she dropped this classic on us back in 1979, and it's called Lucky Number. And after that, we have a band that's out of Toronto, Canada, the Pow Wows with Rebel Stomp. But we're going to start off with Lena Lovitch.
Stay tuned for more of the Spud Goodman Post Show Report. Welcome back to the Spud Goodman Post Show Report. Uh, good job on the highlight, Gina. You want oh, to knock another you. one there? Oh, absolutely. Uh-huh. Um, so our next highlight is with uh, Kate Flannery. And um, she's going to talk about her role as a drunken floozy on the show The Office. With your medicine, it's fantastic. Comedy's the best. All right, well, let's broach the subject of one Meredith Palmer from The Office. Would you describe your character as sexually liberated in addition to dealing with chronic alcoholism? Uh, I would just call her a drunken floozy. That's okay, me. But uh, if you want to get down and dirty, yeah, I guess. Uh, <laughs> I guess there's a clinical term for it. Um, uh, yeah, you know, it's, it's interesting how many, um, how many people have said, oh, I know, there's a Meredith in my office, oh, I know a Meredith, or, like, I've actually had women come up to me and say, I'm the Meredith of my office, and I feel like they're so loud and proud that it must be true. <laughs> well, in your portrayal, uh, and I, I guess you were a role model, um, did they give you the backstory, uh, or did you add to that, uh, when you took on the role? You know, it was developed over time, but it was it was written in. I mean, I I'm I'm I know I've made some uh, improvisational choices along the way, but it was written. It really was. Okay. All right. Super. Yeah. Well, when you got. Yeah, you know, I think I had a pen pal that was one of those kind of Meredith types. Ah, uh, yeah. yeah. Should lock that one down. I th- I don't know about that. Maybe. Well, nowadays I think so. You know what? I better not go into that. I think we might do some more music, so I don't tell too much here we're gonna start off with a little uh, mash up here we got the four tops and black party and this one's titled same old uniform and then after that we got a band from los angeles slow motion rider and their song evil all right dave hit it
The Spud Goodman Post Show Report. All right, so uh, uh, we don't. We're not ready for another show highlight, are we? No. Um, it turns out there is a caller. Oh, a caller. Yeah, right. I, I believe we have a caller on the line. I, Super. I, um, I know you don't like to take many calls, so do you want me to uh, have them send it through? Yeah, yeah. Go ahead, send it All through. Right. Hey, uh, caller, are you there? Uh, yeah, I'm here. Uh, I wanted to comment on what you two were discussing at the beginning of the show. Hmm. 
Um, uh, about having to repaint my bedroom. I think we'll have enough help at the painting party, but thanks for offering for help. All right, super. No, 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 no. When you were talking about joining a swingers club. Uh, that was not me. No, 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 no. That was me. I did say that I was thinking about joining. A, I, I don't really know much about them. Uh, so do you belong to one, Carla? Well, uh, yeah, no, I mean, I've been to a few of them. I thought maybe you two would like to get some of the basics. Yeah, well, you know, I'm not really naive. I, I think I understand kind of the basics and what, what does at those places, but... Well, uh, no, 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 but I mean, there are a few do's and don'ts that you need to know about. Like, okay, instance, all right, you know, super. One of them is uh, lay off the baby powder uh, when you plan to partake in any of the group activities. It, it's just not a good idea. Uh, a baby powder? Who, who uses baby powder? Yeah, you know, I use it every day, but I, I don't use it on me. Well, uh, you know, I myself, I, it takes part of my uh, regular grooming routine following showers, especially in the summer. It does wonders for my chafing, but... Uh, you know, when you mix it with lubricants, it could be kind of problematical for sure. Uh, I like to be aware in a swinger's atmosphere of others' uh, comfort requirements. Uh, all right, all right. So next to baby powder. Um, mm-hmm. any, any other tips? Well, this one's kind of personal, but I'd highly recommend a good earwax removal procedure prior to any intimate activities. Uh, huh. I mean, I'm, I'm kind of particular about clean, unobstructed ears. I... I had some ear canal issues when I was in grade school. Super. Oh, well, well, I don't have any earwax issues myself, but but thank you for that. I mean, uh, well, you know, well, you I got to go. I got to go. No, no, no. You really, you know, you should also be aware of any potential partner's skin allergies. Uh, latex, uh, aluminum foil, this kind of thing. It might cause some problems. It's definitely a buzzkill, yeah, too. Yeah, Carla, you know, that that's all good. But I, I got, I, we got to go. I got to get back to the music. But I, thank you for yeah, calling. Yeah, we that. really do have to go, caller. So bye-bye. Well, you know, wait a minute, wait a minute. I haven't even covered the diaper issue yet. It can be really. I, I don't think we need to cover that. Yeah, yeah. I think that that's about enough of that. So, yeah, yeah I think we could do some more music here. Um, we're going to start with a Seattle band that's performed on Spud Show a few times. This is Warning Danger and their song Pluto is Planet, you know, because I got something to say about that. I have some strong feelings on that. All right, after Warning Danger, we have the Alabama Shakes with Hang Loose. All right, Dave, let's hear this. Planetary cards! 
listening to the Spud Goodman Post Show Report. All right, Jeannie, you said that earlier we are going to do a highlight. Yes. You still want to do it? I, I do, yes. So we have one more highlight, and it was um, with Jim Brewer. Um, and he has some really fun expressions to share with us. So, uh, you know, you're in a select company of comedians, in my opinion. It's obvious, really. Uh, you can destroy doing impersonations. You know, many try, but few are really able to hit it out of the park with each attempt. But, you know, for those listeners who are not aware of your skill level, can you do like just a hello as Joe Pesci and maybe a goodbye as, as Lars from Metallica? Well, first of all, I, people don't even know who I am anymore. I'm sitting, I'm trying to tell people I was in Goodfellas and everything. Now these kids, they come up to me and they say, it's the Snickers commercial guy. Like, dude, let me tell you something. If, if Metallica wasn't part of a whole San Francisco scene, most likely we would mostly end up in Seattle. I'd have to say, you know, that's where my good friend Jerry Cantrell is from, huh? Huh? And I don't understand why we didn't get on the Super Bowl this year. I had to watch Beyonce. I mean, what was that? Yeah, well said. Uh, I, I think it's going madness, if you ask me. There's no reason why a Brit should have been part of the you know, Super Bowl, you know. It just made no sense. <laughs> well, the metal thing. I always wish I could do good um, impressions. impressions. Thank you. Impressions um, of, of people. Oh, I bet you could if you practiced at it. I can do a Derek impression. Oh, okay. Okay. All right, everybody. Vote for Trump. He's really cool. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know what? <laughs> That's that, pretty good. That made me a little nauseated yeah. there, so it must have been spot on. You know, we, we got through most of the show without any kind of comment about Trump, so that was... Yeah, thank goodness. Yeah. You know... Um, I'll tell you what, let's do one more song for tonight. How about we do a band from Dreamland, Dreamland, Australia. This is Jack Ladder and the Dreamlanders. And it's the song is Come On Back This Way. Here we go. me. 
You're listening to the Spud Goodman Post Show Report. And here once again are Lawrence and Gina. Yeah, well, it looks like we're running out of time here at the end of the show. It seems to happen every week about this time of night. All right, super. So, you know, I want to tell uh, all those who, who've called in and wanted to talk to me about the Swingers Club thing. You know what? Listen, everybody, I have not made any final decisions on the whole swinging thing, all right? Man, man, I had no idea these places were so popular, you know, that I might be recruited in the Swingers Club. I feel like now I know how those uh, big-time college football players feel. Yeah. Well, you know, I think just because a lot of people are into something doesn't mean it's a good idea to join. Yeah, you know what, Gina? I think I, that's super. You remember me telling you that exact same thing about the juggalos that you hang out with? You know, those guys, they scare the hell uh, out of me. I mean, the Juggalos are very misunderstood. And I am so tired of having to defend them to my parents and my friends. Let, let's just change the subject. All right. All right. We can do that. All right. Well, you know what? Well, I might as well just go ahead and thank our panel then. We got Dave on the soundboard there. Hey, Dave. Well, Lawrence, it's a pleasure as always to be a part of this fine, fine production. Well, you know what? It's thanks to all you give it to make it a fine production. We appreciate you. We also appreciate you, Mike, our engineer on super on the boards. I ditto what David said. Yeah, that's some nice dittoing that you just did there. Oh, and of course, our production assistant Trent handling the calls and doing all those great things. Thanks to all you do. I'm not talking to you. You didn't buy me a pizza. I I, I would have eaten that pizza. I wouldn't have shared that pizza. You guys ought to know better about that. Super. Um, and then we got Carrie, our Pierce College intern. Carrie, we know you love you, right? Oh, thank you. And um, just so you know, we're going to shake you down next week for a change. So bring a lot. You're going you're gonna to find three pennies and, and an old uh, package of crackers. All right. Aww, super. That's, that's good. That's a good start. Well, all right. Well, you know what? Until next week, we're going to be back here the same time, same place. So let's say good night, everybody. Good night, everybody. And now I guess we should end the show. <laughs> Spud Goodman Post Show Report is written and directed by Spud Goodman. Executive producer, Lori Madsen. Produced by David Brenneman of Rosedale Audio Productions. Associate producer, David Deer. On-air talent, Annie Coleman and Derek Schneider. Live music production and broadcast engineering by Mike Renville at the facilities of NWCZ Radio. Production assistants, Trent Botello and Kerry Coleman. Theme music composed and performed by Brian J. Martin. Promotional services and support provided by Big Freak Media, Seattle's only rock and roll publicists. Copyright 2016 Spud Goodman Productions. David Brenneman speaking. Super.
A great wall, a great wall, and nobody builds, nobody builds, nobody builds walls better than me, believe me. I'm really rich. Keeper. Keeper.